The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Well, as we have been discussing today, Saudi Arabian Energy Minister Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman said extreme volatility and a lack of liquidity means the futures market is increasingly disconnected from fundamentals. And as a result, OPEC Plus may be forced to cut production. Joining us now to discuss, we have Alan Wald. She is president of Transversal Consulting. So, Alan, is this a fair call from the Saudi minister, uh, energy minister? Cutting production would help to stabilize growing dysfunction in energy markets, or does this look like a thinly veiled justification for getting the oil price back up again? Hmm, That's a really uh, good question. I think that his statements are very characteristic of of, of what we've seen from um, uh, Prince uh, Abdulaziz so far. They're they're actually somewhat cryptic, I think, and um, it's not really clear that he actually does think that the market is oversupplied and that we need to see a cut, but it did seem like he was almost threatening it uh, as kind of a hypothetical. So I don't think we should read too much into the idea that, that he thinks that we need to kind of have some sort of reset by a major pr- production cut. Um, but I do think his, his point overall that the markets are extremely volatile, that, that oil prices are, are incredibly volatile, and that mm. they are reacting to things that um, are not necessarily showing up in the physical market um, is, is a very good point. Um, I don't think that, um, you know, OPEC cutting uh, their, their production quotas is necessarily going to uh, help fix this unless there is one, one way that that might actually help because um, OPEC Plus isn't, uh, most members are not producing at their quotas and the, the quotas are in fact totally unrealistic production targets for them. And if they did cut back on a lot of these quotas, it might um, help the market to realize that um, just because the quotas are high doesn't mean that's where production is actually uh, is actually heading or can actually get. So it might actually bring a bit of okay. clarity to the market. So, so Ellen, uh, you know, you're you're an analyst. Um, when when he talks about the difference between the paper and physical markets, which one do you think uh, m- most accurately represents the fundamentals? Uh, I think that um, right now we're we're really seeing that the the, the paper market, uh, or it's not really a paper market anymore, but is is very much. Um, it reacts to news, kind of it overreacts in a way. So we see a lot of the moves kind of um, amplified in a way that we don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily reflect the physical market. Um, so, you know, we see a report that, uh, you know, something might happen to with um, with, with the um, nuclear negotiations with Iran and suddenly oil prices drop more than they should, uh, given the fact that we're not actually seeing a nuclear deal. 
Yeah, well, oil prices, to be fair, have been on a pretty wild ride, uh, ranging between the mid-60s to above 120 a barrel over the past year. But the average over the past five years is about $62 a barrel. Can you imagine a scenario where we get back to those levels at a sustainable way? Um, I, I could see a time when we do get back. I think that it would require a total end to the hostilities between Russia and Ukraine and um, all of the, the Europe and the United States and Asia to just completely end any kind of sanctions or, or retribution. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think uh, there's a lot of um, push from policymakers to continue this uh, these actions. So I don't see that in the near future. Um, either that or we, if we saw a big rebound in production, say from the United States or from uh, another area, which I also don't see is, is particularly likely in the next couple of years. In our story, we say that open interest and, and trading volumes are well below um, average levels, uh, and that a lot of this is because of the price swings, the volatility, uh, some of it coming from the Ukraine war. Uh, do, do you see it that way? And, and does that take you further away from fundamentals, or does it actually shrink the market more to real buying and selling? I actually, I do think in this case it takes us away from the, the fundamentals because people, many, many people were operating under the impression that more oil had come off the market due to the Russia-Ukraine uh, issues than actually had. And so we were seeing them react to what they thought was going on or what they thought was happening as opposed to the actual barrels that we were seeing move on the market. We are on recession watch at the moment, if we're not already in one. Uh, should we have a global recession, where to then for oil prices? Exactly, and, and that's a really good question because I think a lot of it does depend on the European energy situation and whether we see a lot of switching of, um, you know, of uh, oil for natural gas. Uh, mm. because typically, oil prices should go down in a recession, but if the European energy market continues to not be able to, to buy natural gas or afford natural gas, and instead they are continuing to they buy oil, um, that could keep uh, oil prices more elevated than we would normally expect. Uh, or they could, or they could turn more to uh, nuclear, which we heard from uh, from Germany, and <laughs> that might be have the opposite impact. It would, but nuclear would take uh, a longer time, I think, to, yeah, to absolutely. really ramp up. Thank you, Ellen. We're out of time. Ellen Wald, president of Transversal, uh, consulting with us. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.